welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed classic film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Brett Stillo, co-host of Five Minutes of Bonsai, Five Minutes of Trouble, and Five Minutes of Whatever You Got. And uh, <laughs> with me once again is my co-host and pal, Mr. Josh Horowitz. Hello, Brett. Glad to be doing this yet again. Here we go. Minute 134, Josh. How are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, and I, I keep getting blessed with having family members who are interested in doing podcasting because uh, here I have for probably the, well, at least the third time on one of these Movies by Minutes podcasts, just like Lena, uh, this is my daughter, Ilana Horowitz. So Hi. welcome, Ilana. Hi. Hi there. Ilana. Hi. So good to have you on the show. This is exciting. You are you are probably one of the youngest movie by minute podcast guests ever. You might be the you might be the youngest. <laughs> yeah, probably, but but you probably also have more experience on this on even some of the older guests. You've done this three times now. This is your third yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but this movie's going to be quite interesting because this is a movie that is over 70 years old and you're only eight years old. It's in black and white. And it's in black and which white. Which definitely shows that it was old timey. Yeah, that's true. Old timey. But, cool. uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to, I'm very curious to sort of get your take on this film in general and, and also these uh, sweet, delicious uh, 60 seconds of, of ice cream, of ice cream. Lots of ice, ice cream. Ice cream. That's right. Mm. Uh, Brett, tell what minute are we covering this time? Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right, because we are covering minute one thirty-four mm-hmm. of the best years of our lives. And minute one thirty-four starts with a dark-suited man mm. sitting at the soda fountain counter, with a and black Ed, hat. and with a black hat. Yes, a myst- Would you say he's a mysterious man, Alana? Not really. He's just an ordinary man that sits at the counter. But he's wearing okay. all black. What does yeah, that mean? They, they wear those like in the old timey thing. Oh, that's true. Very old timey. One of the and funny, one of the oh. funny things I noticed is that his hat is like like it feels like somebody punched inside his hat. Oh, yeah, those fedoras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got those funny folds in it. I think it'd look even sillier though if it didn't have that. Then it would be this kind of weird round. Yeah, <laughs> it would look. Cowboy. It would look like yeah, it would look like a Charlie Chaplin hat. So. Right. Alon, I have a question for you as we get into minute 134. Is this the oldest movie you've ever seen? Or is there maybe a movie that's older than this that you've Um, seen? I don't remember every single movie that I've watched, but I think this is the oldest. Probably. Because I haven't seen that, like... Yeah, I haven't seen, like, any movies that have been black and white. Well, wait a minute. Did, Did you ever see Wizard of Oz or no? No. Okay. Oh, okay. But I, I know, I know one movie that's older than this, and that's Snow White, because that was made in 1939. Oh. But was that in color or black and white? How is it in color if this is black and white? Ah, that's a good question. But yeah. also the other thing is that it's like animated, and you can like color it in with pencil, and you could just take. T- no, still. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. You, you got it right, Ilana. Actually, they they could do animation. Uh, in color, probably better than they could with uh, with actual movie film. That's why most of the films back then were in because black and white. Because it's like animated, and these are actual people. This mm-hmm. is an actual place. Yeah. yeah. But being black and white, though, what what did you think? Was it was it harder to to kind of relate to the film because it was in black and white, or or did you still were you able to still well, get into the movie? Some parts, 
Well, most of the parts, I felt like I could understand and see everything that was happening, no matter even if the color was gone. But mm-hmm. some parts, like like when they were doing makeup, like I, it was just black and white makeup. It like, oh, just looked really weird. Yeah, well, th- that's interesting. So, Brett, we were watching uh, you know later parts of the film, too. Mm-hmm. And there's one mo- uh, minute where, I, I guess... Uh, Peggy's in the uh, yeah she's in the bathroom with, with, with Fred's the, wife. With Fred's wife. And they're both doing makeup. Right. And what was the question that you asked me when you did when when we were doing that? Like. Do you remember? No. Well, I, well, you were saying it's like, well, why are they doing makeup if it's only black and white? Well, they, they <laughs> but they couldn't see black and white. So. Well, yeah, well, they were seeing in color certainly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, th- there was an instance where if they were trying to show like the color of it, then probably not a good idea. So th- then why are they doing makeup in the first place? Because they were telling the story. That was a chance for the characters to sort of gossip about the husband. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of that scene. Interesting mm-hmm. that you, you understand that, though. That's good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so this is, as far as you can tell, your first black and white movie. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's interesting. And I notice strange things about yeah. the movie. Oh. Like, if, if you look... So in the beginning, when the Fred's making like the soda and stuff, um, if in the other scene, the the there's these two kids, mm. a boy and a girl, and the boy is wearing a suit and tie, which which makes them look older, but it's pretty weird. Why would a a boy like that young be doing that? Because I because um. Um, we thought that he was like 13 and he's already going on dates with another girl and he's wearing a suit and tie. Weird. <laughs> well, I, it's it's a good thing that, that you noticed that. You know, would would boys and girls be normally dressed up so nicely to go to a soda parlor? Also, they're on a date at a soda parlor? No, but that's what they did back then. Jeez. <laughs> well, what would they do today? Probably um, go to the park and just sit and kiss and... You know, <laughs> that's not well, <laughs> well, there. You, I think it's possible that after they have the Sunday, maybe they're going to go to the park and kiss. That's or, right. or did they go to the park, kiss, and then one of them said, oh, "This is boring. I want ice cream." <laughs> um, I don't know, but all I know is that the boy is having a date with the girl because why else would he be dressed up like that yeah. and be together? Yeah, no, yeah. probably probably a date. But how would they be going on a date with only like 13 years old? Like when you're going on a date, you should be at least like 18 or 19. Yeah, where where's their chaperone? Where's their parents? Do you think it was well, do you think back then though that they were able to go out younger and so. it was okay? That's <laughs> why some people are like like if I'm not sure, but I think when you might interview a person like that that like married like really young like i've heard that some people like marry at only like seven years old and then they have babies yeah i heard that i heard that i heard that and then when they're and then they and then they start cooking and sewing and doing all this stuff so i guess and they did that back then my grandma told me well i don't know about seven yeah 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 maybe as young as like 15 or 16 possibly nope really my age yeah they already start marrying and having babies what country i don't know but in some country like they they do that wow well you know i think you do hear stories of royal weddings Mm. where uh, you know you uh, a prince and princess might be married to two separate countries and you know yeah the, the princess is a you know is they you know very young when she is betrothed but mm-hmm. then you know it's like it's it's sort of like uh okay officially you're married but we won't 
you know, make it a real wedding until later. So mm. it's, it's it's politics. That's weird. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> that weird. Can, that can happen. It's <laughs> really weird. weird. I got, so I'm curious, Alana, because I remember those two teenagers who get the Sundays. And we're, don't worry, we're going to talk about the Sundays. Oh, That's the Sundays, really delicious Sundays. Mm. But I thought they looked a little older than 13. You think they looked like they're 13? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The, the boy seems younger. Yeah, but they, the, you think yeah. they're like you think they're like fifteen, sixteen, maybe? I don't know, but I still think they might be thirteen because they look pretty young. Hmm. They don't look like okay. teens to me. Well, you know what I wonder because you, you, I, I like all the thought you've put into this scene. Is it is it possible that they are on a chaperone date, and mom or dad just said, "Okay, why don't you know? I'm gonna go shop. You guys can I have your ice cream alone." Actually, mm. I think maybe. I know. Where, I, if you look closely at the back, there's this man reading a newspaper, so that might be their dad. Maybe, yeah. Maybe like so that he's probably they probably don't see him because he looks like a man behind the newspaper. He doesn't want to see them. They're he just spying on them and saying, uh, "You that boy, you better not take my daughter and be mean to my daughter." When you're uh, making sure that he doesn't get fresh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and no. smack him in the face like bam. No, <laughs> smack him. Well, Alana, I am very impressed with how much you watched all the details in the background and picked up stuff. You obviously, you just didn't watch this. You watched this. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So So we're at a soda fountain. Oh, can Mm -hmm. we talk about the Sundays? But what about We're the Coca-Cola next to it? That's weird. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, too. Okay. <laughs> Product placement, yes. Uh, I never knew Oh, wait, I, I, I have some stories about Sundays. Can I reveal? Yes. Okay. All right, so why is it called a Sunday? And why is it spelled A-E instead of A-Y at the end? So, <laughs> well, there's actually lots of different uh, origin stories behind this one that I, I was able to look up. Uh, so most of them note that it's, uh, the dessert is actually a variation of an ice cream soda. And apparently soda sales were prohibited on Sundays in Illinois. So they would give a dish of ice cream with chocolate sauce on top. And that became a, a popular substitute. And then, uh, there, if you actually go to a place in Wisconsin called Two Rivers, there's a plaque that denotes that in 1881, uh, a Mr. George, uh, Hallower, asked Mr. Edward C. Burner, the owner of a soda fountain, to top a dish of ice cream with chocolate sauce. And the concoction cost a nickel. It became very popular, but it was only sold on Sundays. And then later, a 10-year-old girl requested this on another day, saying they could pretend it was Sunday. And so the confection was sold every day in many flavors, and it was called the Sunday. Oh, wow. but did... At the time that they filmed this movie, did did that like happen, like, or was this a Sunday? Well, I mean, that I think that was something that was invented, you know, many years before, and it was still very popular. And and anytime you get a Sunday, it's either going to be vanilla ice cream with syrup, and whipped cream, and usually a, a maraschino cherry. And then, of course, if you slice a banana in half, you have a banana split. Then what's the? How old? Well, what is older, Coca-Cola or a Sunday? Because we mm. have Coca-Cola now, and I can't mm-hmm. believe they had Coca-Cola now. Because it says, um, on like, if you see yeah. uh, Fred, he's like, um, uh, like. 
Holy. He's under the Coca-Cola, and it says, and it, there's this huge jug that that has a label that says Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, I mean, Coca-Cola's been around for a long time. Did yes. I'm trying to remember, I think on, when we did Hitch uh, Hitchcock Minute, I think we talked about uh, interesting things about, I don't know about Coca-Cola, but Pepsi-Cola. They've certainly been around since the late 1900s, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, you know, we're talking about Sundays mm-hmm. in the 1880s. This, it, that just seemed to be a great era mm. for snacks. Yes. And junk. that was maybe the beginning of junk food because you hear yeah. about, Ew. you know, the, the ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. What was it? The the Chicago World's Fair. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I think Coca-Cola, that, doesn't that go back to the 1880s? I think so. Yeah. And, and do you know what was actually in Coca-Cola at the, at the, when it first came out? Drugs. A specific type of drug. Do you know? Co- it's in the name itself. Not cola. It's the coca part. Do you know what that is? What's coca? Cocaine. Have you heard of that before? No. Yeah, it's a bad drug. <laughs> and they, they had bits of that in the original drink. Why? They took it out later. Why? Well, because it provided a calming and soothing effect. It, it, uh... But then, but it's, drugs are bad for you, and they'll be buying all this Coca-Cola, and that's bad. Well, they ended up taking that out, uh, I would assume, by the 1940s that was gone. Yeah. Uh, but... But yeah, that, that that was in a drink, and they but, still have the name. But if it was still here, um, those kids over there would probably <laughs> get drunk. Well, not drunk. Well, get bad with those drugs, and it would... yeah, it probably had an interesting effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coca Cola. <laughs> so, Elana, mm-hmm. the ice cream. Are you a fan of the ice cream sundae? Um, I don't. Have I tried that before? You've had ice cream sundaes before. Well, I don't... It's been a long time since I've had that, so yeah. I'm not sure, but I I do like it I because I, I like ice cream, and I like whipped cream, and I like all those things. And chocolate sauce, yeah. Yeah, and I like chocolate sauce. Um, well, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I, um, Are you going to say vanilla? No. <laughs> well, what is it? I... I don't have a favorite. I like a lot of them. You like all of them. I I haven't had every ice cream in the world, so I don't know which is my favorite. What's your favorite ice cream flavor, Brett? Favorite ice cream flavor? Well, I I empathize with Elon. I don't have a favorite. Uh Uh-huh. I, I have a rotating list. Mm. I have a top five. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now Brett still owes top five ice cream flavors. Number one. Remember, yeah, so, you know, some days I'm in a cookies and cream kind of mode. Ooh, cookies and cream. Other days I'm in a mint chip kind of mode. Ooh. That's Lena's favorite, yeah. yeah. Ooh, mint chip, yeah. Mint chip is my, uh, like, go-to. Mm. Like, if I can't decide or, you know, if I'm, if I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's like, well, there's always mint chip. Mm-hmm. It's always like, you will not be disappointed by mint chip. I've had, <laughs> I like pecans and praline, mm-hmm. That's but good. I've had it where it was not so good. You know, I was like, oh, no. I think that was like pecans and dirt. Oh. Uh, so it wasn't so good. So yeah, those are, those are top three. Also mm. chocolate, chocolate chip. Ah. I also uh, saw that if you, like, maybe you could add this, we have this special syrup that, I'm not sure what it's called, I think we had it. Oh, magic but if, shell. But if you add magic shell to yeah. the chocolate plus chocolate, it's it's not just, it doesn't stay in a strizzly shape, it hardens, so it's like this big chocolate thing. Yeah, we just got oh, yeah. some of that recently. Do you remember mm. that growing up, Brett? Magic shell? I remember magic shell. I remember, as I recall, because I'm very old. 
old. I'm very, very old. <laughs> that was something that uh, you could only get originally at a specialized sweet shop. You ate ah. Foster's Freeze, oh, ate Foster's Dairy Freeze. Queen. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or possibly even Baskin and Robbins. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I remember when the, because, yeah, it was all about that soft cone mm-hmm. and then sticking mm-hmm. it in the chocolate and then oh. it comes out and it magically solidifies yes and it was almost like a magic trick and then yeah i remember when yeah the that uh shell it could it could be squeezed out of a bottle hmm. and uh hmm? I don't, that's that's what it is yeah it's in a bottle oh yeah uh, same thing. Okay. or you know what it's a, a yeah. but yeah you can you can bring it home you don't have to go to a special place you can bring it uh, in a special container and have it home and Put it on your ice cream. Put it on your pancakes. Well, though they tell you on the bottle, you you can't store it in the fridge or it will solidify. I'm wondering <laughs> if um maybe at that uh, that uh, soda jerk um that oh the the yeah soda shop here yeah, yeah. um they maybe had some magic shop. I don't know ah. that that probably came out maybe in the 70s. or Yeah, something. but it would be so cool if they did have it. Yeah. Well, we're we're about to see in this minute actually. Uh, uh, Fred showing off his skills as a soda jerk, and and he meticulously creates the Sunday. I wonder if this is the only time on film where we get to see the complete uh, evolution of a Sunday from scoop <laughs> and, to finish. And the boy, the 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 kid, uh, the boy whistles once the ice cream Sunday comes down. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he knows. Like yeah, if, like that. Uh, so if you look, he like. Like, he, once he's done, like, putting the whipped yeah. cream on and all this stuff, he comes out and he gives it, and the boy's like, something like that. Yeah, it's funny. If you if you go to second 39 in this clip, and you look at the boy, he really seems a lot younger than the girl. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I would almost wonder if maybe that was, you know, William Wilder's nephew, or, oh. you know, there was some family <laughs> connection. Who knows? But, uh, well, I think this shows, uh, you know, the skill with which Fred puts those ice cream sundaes together, yeah. why he was an ace bombardier. Mm-hmm. But something I noticed is that when he puts it down, he just, he, he kind of doesn't just smoothly place it. He just, like, like, I don't know how to describe it, but he just, like, roughly, like, places it on the table well, yeah actually that's that's a good observation yeah if you watch you'll actually see he, he kind of puts down those two sundays and then he does it pretty jarringly and the cherries quickly fall into there and i wonder if this is a hint that shows that fred maybe doesn't want to be doing this and that yeah. he's a little upset he's at his place he's not getting that much money anyway no he isn't yeah but he's actually and... smiling because that's what he would do well like, he, has he has to, to yeah 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 yeah, you're right. Because I think what happens prior, and Alana, this is also a, a good example of how, you know, in acting, there's subtlety. Mm. Because, yeah, he does place it down, but he smiles. Because I think what we're seeing is before that, the mysterious man with the hat, yes. whose face we do not see, you know, he, sh- he shows up. It's almost like he appears kind of like menacingly mm. oh that's why i know why he's he's so weird and he's so menacing it's because um he in if you look if you look at him he's looking at a newspaper that says um like after he orders it look it says senator warrants of new war yes it and does. if you learn if you look in the next scene he 
he's one of those people who doesn't believe that war should happen. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when um um well, we're we're that's something that we're we're going to be actually discussing yeah. with our next when, guest um, on on the next episode. That's Homer, a big part. Yeah. When Homer comes in, um, he's the one who fought in the war. He was one of those sailors, mm-hmm. and he lost his hands. But the the guy who was in the newspaper, he's the one who doesn't want wars, and he doesn't like wars, so he disagrees with Homer, right. and that's a problem. It is big it is problem. problem, big yeah. gigantic problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what else that I think, because when I watched this, I realized he's also just plain flat out rude. (laughs) So, Ilana, pretend that I am an ice cream soda jerk. (laughs) First, I thought you were going to say you were an ice cream. (laughs) Well, you can can pretend I'm an ice cream. I'm like, you're an ice cream. (laughs) But... How how would you go about getting my attention, and uh, so you can order something you really want from uh, the menu? Yes. What what would you say? So I would say, um, so f- depending on how many people there are, because if there are like a tons of people, I would probably not be able to get the person's attention. But what do you say but, to get somebody's attention? But usually, I would say, excuse me, is it okay ah. if I have this and this? But that guy just says, hey, we're gonna please. Yeah. Did he even and say he, please, or did he just? No, say, there's no uh, please. Yeah. Ham, yes. ham, you know, ham, ham, yeah. ham, ham and, and cheese, ham and cheese, uh-huh. ham and yeah. cheese, and he's like one ham and cheese coming up. Yeah. Yeah, and he's also this is kind of a part. This is an important thing, Alana, because when you're yeah, if you're at a restaurant or someplace where it's really busy, uh, you, you, it's good to wait until that person maybe has a moment and you can make mm-hmm. eye contact because, yeah. you know, he's. Fred is working on the ice cream, mm-hmm. and the guy can see that. Hmm. And he says, this, "How about a ham and cheese sandwich?" Well, that's, they probably did that back then. Yeah. They probably did. Actually. But why yeah. wouldn't that other guy who was working there be on duty as well? You know that that's an interesting thing. And, and as I was looking at these uh, at this scene with with Ilana, you have to look closely here. So if you look at the black. Uh, the guy over there, he's black. He's in a different yeah. color skin. And yeah, there and normally, one. I think at that time, well, we decided at that time, they still treated people kind of not so equally back then. Well, and, well um, yeah, I mean, he, so and, this is an interesting thing. Actually, I think I want to talk a little bit about this. You notice that there's a, a sign there, and it says that this section is closed. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with it's just you know closed or anything and it's kind of innocent or was there segregation going on here i mean i noticed that there is a, a black worker on that section they probably was, was split that the section. was that a blacks versus whites only section or that's an interesting I, I mean this this is supposed to take place in the midwest i assume like ohio or something like that yeah so boone I, city's supposed to be cincinnati i believe which is in southern Ohio, and so Cincinnati, some people think of as, as kind of a northern southern city. So, did yeah, they that's a have good point. that type of segregation back then in Ohio? I, I mean, I don't know. It, it it could very well not be the case, and it could just be that's just another worker. But yeah. but interesting to to think about that. But also, this a soda, this soda soda shop. Um, like 
It's not a very good job. Like, if you see, um, Fred isn't very happy because it's not. It doesn't pay him that much money, and usually at that time, black people can't don't have that many opportunities. They they don't have that much, you know, good you know jobs. So this is the perfect place for a black person because they because in that time, like they didn't want them to get too much opportunities, and this doesn't pay that much money, and it's not such a big opportunity. But Fred, he's a white man, and and he he is white. He should have an opportunity instead of just working at this jury shop. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 an interesting thing. I I don't know if William Wyler thought much about race at the time when this was being made. Uh, but if we look at it, though, today, with the way that we see things, it's it's interesting to to think about these sort of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And, yeah, very good of you to pick up on these things, Alana. Hmm. You watched this movie, didn't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I think we do need to talk a little bit about the, uh, the man in black who walks in, and that is a... Uh, a character actor named Ray Teal. And the character's name is credited as Mr. Mollet, though we don't actually hear that name ever spoken, so it's possible that maybe that name comes from the, the novelization that Glory no, for me. I think that they might so they might have actually said that, but they decided to cut it out. That's true too. It could have yeah. been in a in a deleted scene. And the, and then they <laughs> just right. but they didn't want but they wanted him to be included, so they, they added his name. Well maybe. Even though they didn't say but, it. Uh, had had you ever seen Ray Teal in, in some of the stuff that he had done? I, I'm not that familiar with this era, but I did read that uh, he was on uh, Bonanza. Uh, apparently for 98 episodes from 1960 to 1972, he played Sheriff Roy Coffey. Yeah. Are you familiar with him? <laughs> yeah. Right. He, Teal's one of those actors who, in this scene, I didn't recognize. Yeah, sure, he looked a little familiar, but mm-hmm. it didn't click. And then, yeah, you mentioned Bonanza, and I was like, oh, yeah, the sheriff on Bonanza, and, you know, it all fits together. You know, an IMDb list. Uh, a mile long but hmm. you know what's interesting here josh hmm. is is it's it's six degrees of separation to uh big trouble in little china oh i'm interested <laughs> <laughs> so ray teal plays hmm. was it was it roy coffee yep. on bonanza the sheriff sheriff roy coffee i don't know anything mm-hmm that's okay if you've never... Bonanza was a really boring show, Alana. <laughs> it's a Western. It sounds like Bananas mixed with Za. <laughs> it, it would be much better if it was Bananas and it was about a family of chimps. <laughs> right? Much better show. Bonanza. 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 Bananaza. It's a yes. It's a big banana ranch. <laughs> Much better show. Much if, better if show. If you actually see, um, if you've ever seen one of those Mickey videos, um, that uh, Walt Disney made, um, uh-huh. he actually there's actually <laughs> it's Cheese Mountain and Mickey actually rides on cheese and then wow. he tries to steal the cheese mm-hmm. and he even eats and he even um. It's like millions and billions of cheese that have these little <laughs> horns like both. <laughs> well, well, well what he about, is a mouse. What about <laughs> coffee, though? Tell, tell me more Sheriff about this Sheriff Coffee. Well, you know, he, his, his part on Bonanza was so big that they, they gave uh, Sheriff Coffee a deputy. Uh-huh. What's a deputy? Was he Deputy a, T? 
No, he oh. was this was deputy. This would be deputy Roy, uh, Fa- no Clem Foster, who was also featured on Bonanza. Okay, played by Bing Russell. Bing Russell, father of Kurt Russell, wow. star of Big Trouble in Little China. There what? you have it. I, I didn't realize that Kurt Russell's Bing. father was an actor too. Bing Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell, Russell actually appeared in a movie like that just came out, Christmas Chronicles 2. That's right. He looks like old Jack. He, very no, old he's Jack. Santa Claus. He's Santa Claus. Well, I know. I think I think he's a very interesting choice for Santa. Yeah. I have not seen I've seen a picture of him as Santa. Uh-huh. How did you did you see it, Ilana? How does how does Kurt Russell do as Santa? He's pretty good. Most of the time he's he's he he even like shares a kiss with Mrs. Claus, and blech. but anyway, does he sing in that? Yeah, he does. He he actually goes to jail, <laughs> and he and because he's the Santa Claus, he um gives um like instruments to the jail people that used to like play <laughs> and stuff like that. But, but he sings though, and, but and he the also sings. I, he's like, baby, well, I, I think that's interesting because if, if you'll remember, Kurt Russell played uh, Elvis, so he definitely has a good set of pipes on him. Yeah. Ah, so that's interesting. So there, there's the connection to Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, we're always looking for those. Yeah, we're always looking for those. But uh, but let's let's see. So so moving on a little bit in the minutes. So he's reading this newspaper. Senator warns of a new war, and. Uh, and and yes, we're we're going to kind so of see that this is going to be an issue after later. After he sits down, um, the the guy, um, mm-hmm. um, which, which Homer guy? comes in. Well, yeah, Homer. And yeah. when um, uh, Fred sees him, so he smiles at the kids, and mm-hmm. then his he his he's smiling, and then slowly starts to fade yeah, away. Yeah, his when smile he melts because it reminds him of Peggy, which he can't be with, and you know. Right, that's that's Penny or Peggy. Peggy. Right, <laughs> not not Penny. <laughs> that would be a good name, but Peggy's better. Uh, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the the scene goes on, and we're gonna see uh, Homer come on. And Homer is special because he has hooks. Yeah. He lost his hands in the war. Yeah. And he's a sailor. Yeah, definitely. Um, but but a couple of other things I wanted to point out on this thing. There's a, a couple of interesting things. Um, there's a pinball machine. Yeah, did there's you, a pinball did, machine. Did you notice that? I, I know that you're a pinball aficionado like I am. Uh, did you uh, did you know there was a pinball machine, and did you know which one it was? I totally missed that there was a pinball machine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, towards, towards the, the end. Uh, I, you may, you, Josh, you may recall we were at the uh, pinball museum in beautiful Alameda, California, right. a number yeah, a of years, years back, mm-hmm. where they had those uh, those forty style pinball machines, which right. are very different from. You know the games that came later. So what what game was that? I, I had to look this up. Apparently, there is an IMDb for pinball machines in film, uh, a place called PinGeek.com, <laughs> and and uh, this particular one was identified as uh, Big Town by Jenko, a 1940s uh, electromechanical machine, beautiful looking with wood paneling, uh, no flippers. Yeah, this is one that was sort of the old school pinball and that how do you uh, play it? where you just you pull the trigger and you just hope it hits things and you get high score. Yeah, there's no skill involved, really. Okay, then that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, but that's how they did it back then. Uh, you know what, Ilana? Yes. This is you. You might find this surprising. 
pinball games were once illegal in a lot of places. That's right. What? Yes, they were. Why would pinball, a fun game, be illegal? Because with those games where the ball, you would just... Oh, you, you got it. Why do you think Why do you think? I think it's because people used to gamble on them. They used to get more money. And pin, and a lot of people would be gambling and losing their money. And sometimes, you know. Did did the original pinball machines actually give you back any money? I think. I remember. But it, it was sort of considered like gambling. And gambling way. is illegal in, in the state, which means that that pinball machines are illegal. But I think what was the deal that the pinball machines, it was just considered oh, a vice that, you know, bad yeah. people go and they, they go into these pinball parlors and they smoke and they drink and they, yeah. Huh? Yeah. That actually sounds legal in Las Vegas. Well, in Las Vegas, maybe. But, <laughs> Las Vegas. But not well, they're all not bad country. people. They're just people. <laughs> it's true. But that's well, smoking. It's not illegal to smoke, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm just super impressed. That how how old are you again? Are you possibly 75 years old? <laughs> no, I'm only eight years old. I am totally impressed that an eight-year-old kid did her homework and and had, yeah, the general idea about, yeah, once upon a time, long ago, pinball machines, people gambled with pinball yeah. machines. Well, so I that, saw that because in Casino, like, they kind of have things that are similar to pinball machines. And I know that people... And I know that some you put. I think you like put money in there. Well, slot machines. Yeah. Well, slot. Wait. Slot yeah, machines. slot machines. Yeah. And and I and I thought they were the they they were similar mm-hmm. to slot machines. And I also knew that if it's luck, luck has to mm-hmm. do with gambling. Yeah. And gambling and luck equals illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. There you go. And I said, yeah, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, the mm-hmm. pinball machines and slot machines. I I I kind of think of them as distant cousins. Mm. But they were Especially, definitely uh, a fixture, yeah. though, in these uh, these soda fountain places, and it's yeah. kind of cool that we see one here. That was very cool. Psst, did you know Imagine. that my dad has his own pinball machine at his grandparents' house? Well, not well. No. Your grandparents. Oh, my grandparents. Yes, yes, I do have a pinball machine. Where my parents, they got one. They have the one that looks like people, like these big muscle people with, mm-hmm. without any clothes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Very I, cool. I grew up playing pinball from an early age because of that. Except you don't. Except it has it has these buttons at the well, end. Well, that one has flippers, flippers, yeah. And I've actually got like the highest I've got thirty somethings. So. <laughs> actually, seventy five. No, mm-hmm. hundred. Hundred. Right. Uh, well, listen. I think we still have to finish the last bits of this minute here, and uh, one of the things that I want to mention here. Uh, is that this? So we see this is actually this is part of a department store, and I guess this is a sort of a like a, a soda area of the store. But uh, yeah. when I was growing up, I actually uh, actually it wasn't me growing up; it was my dad. My dad's dad, so my my paternal grandfather, he owned a candy shop, a, a candy shop with a soda fountain it, back in New York in Maspeth in nineteen uh, in the well, I guess in the thirties and the forties. And Grandpa wow. was telling me that. Um, he used to help out, and they used to have these soda fountains, mm-hmm. and he used to like put syrup in, like special hmm. stuff, and they used to have all this candy galore, and yeah. he used to got them for free. And, well, he he lived yeah. upstairs. I mean, that was at a time when you would, I, I guess, live in the, you know, in the same building, and on the downstairs was the shop, and then he lived upstairs, That's and cool. he would say how he would always get the the first dibs on any of the comic books that would come in. Yeah, there used to be comic yeah, books. Yeah, on the there racks. Used, there used to be like newspapers there. Hmm. Huge place. 
Mm -hmm. Though I, I did try visiting that place when I was a kid. We visited Maspeth, uh, it's part of, I guess, Queens in New York. And uh, at that time, the, the store was gone. It had turned into a Walgreens. No fair! <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh, come on. I well, want that candy shop. Candy shop, well, candy shop, Well, a lot shop, of those places shop. closed. That's, that's yeah. what happened. Well, no here's the... fair. Yeah. Mm. I actually well, went to, um, before um, any of this craziness happened, um, I went with my mom to a shop, and you can't believe what I saw. We came in, and there was this huge... Well, it wasn't huge, but there was candy galore everywhere. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like candy made stuff made of candy. Oh, was but that it was like, like at a mall or something? It was like a candy shop. Yeah. And and there was like all the millions and billions of gummy <laughs> bears and and this. There were these weird balls that were sour <laughs> and sweet. But m mom told me that I couldn't like have those because it's like sticky. So we got and but the funny part is they had Bernie Bot's every flavor beans in there. Oh yeah, no, Ilana's a big Harry Potter fan, and so and, we've been exposed to those. And so we got those. and so we got those, and blech, they tasted disgusting. <laughs> they only had the bad flavors. They didn't have any good flavors. They only had the bad flavors. And so there was like dirt. There was like. Well, remember, remember what? Well, wait. We remember what Dumbledore he would say. He would say, "Alas, earwax." <laughs> I come, I come across a vomit flavored lately. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, very good British accent. Do something else in a British accent. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> Try again. I'm Hermione Granger, and you are. Yeah. Oh, good Harry job. Potter. <laughs> What an idiot! He go. It's it's when Guardian Leviosa, not when Guardian Leviosa. Yeah. Make the gar nice and long. Okay. Nice. nice. Good job. Nice intonation. Well done. Ah, well, that that pretty much uh, ends the the minutes here. I think we ignore covered... it. Ignore it. No, ignore. I, here, I think I think we covered a lot of stuff in this minute. We uh, did. And, and you did Huck a really good job. Didn't shake hook shook. Uh, that's okay. We can't get to everything, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, on the whole, Ilana. I mean, so if if you had to sum up your thoughts on on this film, what would you say? You I would say there is a lot of stuff to notice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And a lot of stuff is pretty awkward. I can't believe that this woman was just staring at Homer like he was he was like this bad person that has dirt all over him and he's trashing up the whole place. Yeah. No. When when when. Uh, Homer goes in with the hooks. Yeah, people aren't used to seeing that. Sure. So, all right. Well, I, I think this uh, this wraps it up. So you did a great yeah. job. Thank yeah. you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Alana. You did a great job. And yeah, someday, sooner rather than later, we will we will go out for ice cream somewhere. Whether it's uh, did you just say ice cream? Yes, and it has to be. We will go to a place where there is ice cream. Yes. It's Did not you just be... say we're going to go to a place with yes. ice cream? It may yeah. be in 2021, hopefully not 2022. No! <laughs> it's going to take a while. No. It's going to take a while, but it's going to happen. Uh, maybe, it, maybe it'll be one of my favorite places, Bob's Big Boy yeah. in Burbank, California. That's, that doesn't have like... They, they have shakes. They can do... Oh, yeah. Because whenever I think of Bob's Big Boy, I think of the blue cheese dressing, which I don't like. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but you oh. like the Thousand Island. Yes, but I don't like the blue cheese dressing. It, is, <laughs> it tastes like the worst. It tastes like this pungent zest, disgusting okay. cheese. <laughs> I understand. You know, when you're a kid, some things just taste yucky. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe as you get older, 
as you grow up, your tongue gets bigger and develops too. So the taste will not be, maybe not so bad. You never know. It'll never know. always be bad. I hate every okay. single type of cheese, we'll, and I'm never we'll, going to eat cheese we'll, again. We'll revisit <laughs> this when you're older. Okay. We'll listen to this podcast episode, and we'll see if that's still yeah. true. But maybe we could, yeah. Maybe we could also go to Cantor's. I bet you they have some good ice cream <laughs> items at Cantor's. I know they have, I know they have good ice cream sodas there. I've had them at Cantor's. I've never. So. I the closest I've got to soda was Seven Eleven. We had like like uh, Slurpee, and I had the Coca Cola. I love the Coca Cola one. Okay. Mmm, Slurpees are good. Well, well Brett, we'll, why don't you uh, take us home? Well, all right. <laughs> Ready. All righty. So. You can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at our main site, thebestminutes.com. Social media is also available at Butch's Place, the Best Years of Our Lives Cafe, on Facebook. You ever heard of Facebook? I have. Uh, (laughs) And on Twitter, at The Best Minutes. So that wraps it up. Again, thank you so much, Alana. Thanks, Alana, for coming on. You're welcome. This was the best minute 134, the best years of our lives ever. (laughs) And we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, with minute 135 of the best minutes of our lives. So join us then. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Hey, Joe. You better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.